everybody, it's Kelly Cooper, and welcome to episode 240 of the Life Made to Order podcast. Your mind's most dangerous excuse for pulling you off the path. And the reason I say it's dangerous is because it's so effective, and it's one of its, it's probably its number one thing it pulls out that, again, it, it's effective, that's why it's dangerous. And that excuse for kind of getting off the path and, and not, you know, doing the inner work or, you know, sticking to what you're trying to, the changes you're trying to make is that it's too hard. And again, why it's so dangerous is because it does feel really hard sometimes and your mind tries to convince you that it's not possible. You won't be able to do it. Something being hard is an excuse not to do it. And technically that's true because we can decide any reason we have for doing or not doing something, that's our reason. And it's valid in that sense. So you can decide it's too hard to try to do these things. It's too hard to try to set the boundaries in the dysfunctional relationships. It's too hard to try to change your thinking. It's too hard to try to adopt uh, a different lifestyle or uh, habits that are more beneficial to you. And again, you could dis- make that. we can make that decision. We can do whatever we want at the end of the day. We're not obligated to do any of this work. We're not obligated to change our lives or to make anything different than it is now. Again, it's it's our do whatever we want at the end of the day. But your mind thinks that that's actually a valid excuse. And again, that's why it's so dangerous because we're like, yeah, you're right. It is really hard. I'm trying and it seems really hard. And the part of the what's hard is a lot of times uh, what gets lumped into hard is if something's really uncomfortable because it's hard to do uncomfortable things. So the mind's like, yeah, this is, I don't want to do it. So something being hard, something being uncomfortable is seen as a perfectly valid reason to not do it. And like I said, it's a, it's valid in that you can have whatever reasons you want, but it's actually not a great reason because it's only hard because, not because it's inherently difficult, but because we have all this resistance based on our conditioned thinking that makes these things seem very hard, that makes this thinking, changing our thinking seem very hard, that makes it seem very hard to make different decisions, that makes it seem very hard to act differently and show up differently in the world and, and set, again, set those boundaries and change how we interact with other people to make the positive changes in our life, to go after the things that we think would uh, make us happier and fulfill us and are more in line with our values and all of that stuff. So that's not a great reason because it's only hard, again, not because it's inherently difficult. It's not like spirit or God or universe or whatever term you like is like, yeah, what you want's a pretty big deal and you really have to earn it. You have to really show me you want it. So it's, I made this path really hard for you. And that's going to show me what you're made of. And it's going to separate the people that are serious from the people that are not the people that are deserving from the people that are not. It's nothing like that. It's only hard because we have certain conditioning. We have a very dysfunctional thought system by which we've been abiding that actually sees a lot of negativity and sees a lot of bad things in this more positive path. It actually has a lot of negative associations with a lot of the things that you want. 
And like I said in my last podcast, right, one of the reasons it's really hard to change is because we actually don't want to change. We actually see a lot of these things as on the surface level, we may think it's all great. I want this so badly, blah, blah, blah. But on another level, there's a whole different uh, something we're operating in a totally different way. And we're seeing all of this positive change. We're seeing this journey in a totally different way that makes us actually not want to do any of these things. So, yeah, it can be hard. Like, think about, like, LOA and manifestation, for example. This whole idea of, like, you have to uh, change your thinking in that you have to think about the things you want more positively. You have to believe that things are possible to change. What your life has looked up looked like up until this point has no bearing on what it could look like in the future. You have to believe things can be different. And we're like, well, that's hard. Yeah, it can be hard because the mind sees, the mind views everything through the filter of the past. It expects things to be the same. When something has been a certain way for so long, our egoic mind can think, yeah, it can be hard to truly believe it's different. Every day I wake up and everything's the same as it's been. It's really hard to believe it's different. Yeah, that is hard given the egoic thinking. It's hard because I want to believe that I could have a good relationship, but my love life has basically been a, a constant parade of assholes my whole life. It's hard to believe I can meet a good guy. I've been single for 10 years. I, it's hard for me to believe that I can meet somebody and I, I can't ever, I can't even picture myself in a relationship. It's hard. I've had money problems my whole life. I grew up in a family that was poor and had a lot of money problems. I had my parents instilled some really deep conditioning in me about money that makes me very fearful and scared about money. I've always struggled with money. I never, my, I've had three businesses so far. They've never really been successful. I've always had a string of, of you know, kind of dead-end jobs. I've always had a hard time paying my bills. I always seem to, like, never have enough. Every time I get a little bit ahead, something happens that brings me back down to zero. Yeah, it's really hard to imagine that turning around in any significant way in a lasting, like that would be a new reality where that none of that was true anymore. That's hard. Again, right? Why is all that hard? Because the mind just sees the past and it expects everything to be the same. And if something has been a certain way for a long time, yeah, it can be hard to imagine that it can be different. But that, that willingness to believe it can be different, like I've always said, this work at its core is nothing more than conscious choice. So we have the spirit interpretation of everything, like the teachings, like the LOA and all these different general spiritual teachings that kind of tell us it's all our mind. Things can be different that tell us everything is just the way it is because of our own choice of belief and we can choose new belief that we can choose to choose. No one can stop us from doing that. And so we have the ability to do it. The, what it takes for us to change is totally within our power. But if we keep saying, well, it's too hard, again, that we could use that as a reason, but we have that choice available to us because your ego mind is telling you, I expect things to be a certain way because they've always been that way. So that's probably how they're going to continue to be. And we can embrace that idea and then not expect much from life and not expect much to change, expect things to just stay the same. And spirit would come along and tell us, yeah, the only reason things are the way they are is because of certain things you believe 
but I'm, I'm giving you, I'm introducing you to a whole new belief system that is yours for the taking at any moment you sincerely choose. Even if you're just a little bit willing to consider my belief system might be valid. I can do, I can, even if you just, like I always say, you just, even if you open the door just a little bit, spirit's like, yeah, I can help you out. I can work with you. You could start manifesting some things that will give you a little bit more faith and trust and confidence in this belief because you'll see some quote unquote proof that this way of thinking might be valid. So we have that choice available to us. But if we want to say, well, it's too hard to try to choose differently, we can do that. But that's really not, it's, it's again, like I said, that's why it's such a, a dangerous excuse because it's very effective because it can seem very hard. But the only reason it's hard is because we, we have that resistance to changing. Another part of this too, why that it seems hard in a way is because it's as painful as a lot of these beliefs are, the egoic mind highly values being right. It doesn't care that it's right about very painful things. As long as it'd rather be right. And any challenge to its thinking, the hackles go up right away, kind of, and then wants to dig in even more on its way of thinking. Well, I'm right. But then we have to think, okay, the things I want to be right, the things that I believe are true, that I want to be right about, do I really want to be right about these things? Do I want to keep insisting that I think things that I want can't happen for me? That I can't change? It doesn't feel very good. I get to be right, but where does that leave me? Another thing too with this hard is a lot of this, this journey, if we want to become the people we want to be, if we want to heal the things we want to heal, if we want to improve our day-to-day -day experience, our day-to-day -day existence, what our day-to-day -day reality is like, it's going to call on us to make a lot of uncomfortable decisions that will seem, again, that will seem hard. And your mind will tell you, well, it's too hard to do that because it will see consequences to these changes. It will see things that might result from these changes that your egoic mind does not want to deal with. So it's like, yeah, that it's too hard to do it. But it's not a real genuine reason in that it's not a great reason to give up on it, right? Well, it's too hard. Because like I said, it's only hard because we're, we're making it hard. We're doing it. And when I talk a lot about realizing that we're the problem, I always like to stress that's not in a blame yourself, it's all your fault kind of way. And in a, like some developing some antagonistic sort of view of yourself and like being like, oh, I'm fucking it all up. It's meant in an empowering way. Because when we're not realizing we're the problem, then we're thinking all these other things are the problem outside of us whether it's our mom, our boss, our neighbor, society at large, or whatever, our culture, government, whatever it is. And that feels bad to think the problem's outside of us because we can't control anything outside of us. If we think we can only feel better if all these other people outside of us change or all these other things in the world change, that's a pretty, that's going to cause us a lot of pain because a lot of these things might not change. A lot of these people might not change. And to think, well, I guess I'm screwed then as far as my well-being goes. Like, that's a bad feeling, right? So we have to recognize that when we're... So if we're not making decisions that we know will serve us, that we're being called to, to make because it's too hard, it's too uncomfortable, again, we can do whatever we want. But we want to take ownership of the fact that we're choosing not to do these things. Because when we take the ownership of it, we will suffer a lot less. Because again, when we're not realizing it's us, but we're thinking it's all these other things, 
that are preventing us from doing what we want and making it harder for us to do what we want and making it harder for us to change. On top of the suffering we're already feeling, we're adding a huge thick layer of extra suffering that will be resentment and bitterness and anger and feeling victimized and feeling like it's unfair and blaming other people. And that's where we're really going to suffer. Like, for example, if you have, let's say you had to have a messed up dynamic with someone in your life, like your parent, for example, your mom, and she's always guilting you and manipulating you and you're always doing stuff that you don't want to do. And she's always saying stuff to you that's making you upset and under your relationship, there's all these different boundaries you, you would probably want to erect to, to protect yourself a little bit and, and improve this dynamic and not, you know, feel so bad all the time. Your mind will be like, and your mind will be like, well, it's her fault because how she is. Again, the mind's like something outside. Someone else needs to change. It's not me. It's them. And she might not change. She might not have no interest in changing. She might be perfectly fine with how she is and how she operates and how she treats you. And to her, all is well. It's all copacetic. She's like, I'm good. She's not going to change. So you suffer because you think you're not only are you suffering because of the dynamic of your relationship and it upsets you how she treats you and it upsets you about how you feel like she's really good at manipulating you and guilting you and whatever, right? It's all her kind of wielding all this power over you. That's what's really, that's where you're really going to suffer, right? It's not so much the dynamic of the relationship, but you thinking that she, it's her fault that you're suffering because she's manipulative. She's always trying to make you feel guilty. She has all these beliefs about how your relationship is supposed to be and how you're supposed to be as her, her daughter or son that you don't agree with. And then you feel trapped by all of this, right? So that's where we really suffer. It's not so much what's happening, but we really suffer when we think what's happening is someone else's fault, right? So when we own our choices, that layer of suffering starts to fade away because then we're no longer feeling as victimized. We're not feeling like we're at the mercy. We're not feeling forced. And all of this stuff is being foisted upon us from the outside against our will. It's like, you know what? I could say things to her. I could decide to not do things. I could decide that even though she's trying to make me feel guilty and clearly trying to manipulate me, if I respond to that in kind and I do what she wants me to do, even though I don't want to do it, I have to own that that's me. Because even if she's being manipulative and clearly being manipulative and clearly trying to make me feel guilty, and she's clearly, quote unquote, in the wrong in some way, how I respond to her is all on me. Because in that example, right, a lot of times we'll do things for people, especially our parents, because they try to make us feel guilty. And then we think, well, they're trying to make us, and then like we, then we feel guilty and we do it. And we act as if we have no agency in the situation, right? It's like, well, they're trying to make me, but even if someone's trying to make me guilt me into doing something, I can decide, no, I'm not going to do it. Or I can decide I am feeling really guilty. This feeling is really uncomfortable and it would be much more uncomfortable for me to stand up for myself than to do the thing I don't want to do because they're actually triggering and them making me feel guilty. A part of me believes I should feel guilty. And then I'm going to do it, right? And it, it, we have to remember, it's all us. They're not really doing, no matter what someone else is doing and how obvious it is that they're being mean and judgmental and manipulative or whatever it is they're being, how we respond, we have to take ownership of our responses. 
So if you find yourself in a position now where you're not doing something you want to do because it feels too hard, because it would feel very uncomfortable, you think, no, I can't do that because of social convention or it would cause too much conflict or you're worried how people would view you if you made a certain decision or you said certain things. And I, I it's like, I don't want to deal with any of that. It's too uncomfortable. I'd rather just, this, the pain I'm experiencing now doesn't seem as bad as all of that discomfort. So I'm going to opt to do the thing I don't want to do or not say the thing that I actually want to say or not make the choice that I actually want to make. That's fine. Because again, you can decide whatever you want, but own the fact that you could do something, but you're choosing not to, and you will suffer a lot less. And hopefully at some point, if you find yourself in this position and it's really strong and you're really like, I really like kind of almost bursting at the seams with tension. I'm like, I kind of know I have to do something about this. Hopefully at some point you will. But if you never do, again, that's your choice. You can do whatever you want, but own it. Own when you're not doing something because it feels too hard, it feels too uncomfortable. Own that you're making the choice because again, something being hard or something being uncomfortable, to your egoic mind, it could seem like a valid reason in the sense that any reason you have is valid because it's your own reason. Yes, true enough, fair enough. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not a great reason because that reason is, it's a, it's a choice of I'm choosing to do this or make this choice because I don't want to deal with all the feelings that would come from doing the thing I actually want to do or saying the thing I actually want to say. So if you're in, and we all find ourselves in these situations sometimes, and sometimes it's like a one-off thing where like your neighbor asks you for a favor and you don't really feel like doing it, but you feel bad because he sees you sitting around on the couch watching TV and you think you look mean if you say you can't help him when you clearly aren't busy and you say yes, whatever, right? And it might be a little one-off thing. Or for some people, right, it might be like the relationship example, like an ongoing thing with a person in your life where there's an ongoing dynamic that is, is not pleasant for you to deal with and there's dysfunction in the relationship or you're just really unhappy with how things are you feel a lot of tension, you feel like you're forced to do stuff all the time you don't want to do, or it's something where you really don't like your job, but you're really scared to quit, so you complain about your job and this and that, but then it's like you could quit if you wanted to, but then your mind's like, no, that would be too uncomfortable because what about money and what if you don't find a new job and the uncertainty and it's like, I don't want to deal with any of that. So again, at the end of the day, we can make whatever choices we want, but we want to recognize we're actually making a choice because when we... Because in those circumstances, right, the reason that we're suffering is because we don't realize we're making a choice. We think we have to be in these situations. Again, because it's hard or uncomfortable is a valid reason not to do something. So we think that, yeah, I don't have a choice. It's like, no, I do have a choice. It would just be a choice that might feel very uncomfortable. And again, the ego mind's like, yeah, that's... I don't do things that are hard or uncomfortable. So to me, that's a valid reason. Like a literal, like literally cannot be done. And we have to recognize, right, that's not true. So like I always say, this work at its core is nothing more than conscious choice. And that's a beautiful thing because nobody can keep us from choosing but ourselves. Because not choosing is choosing too, right? If we think, well, it's too hard to try to do this or that, we're choosing we're making a choice in that moment. Like we're choosing to keep things as they are. We're choosing to not really try to change. We're choosing to fall back on the, oh yeah, it's too hard. I'm trying, but it's really hard. And, and I get it. I'm a fellow human too. I'm not some otherworldly being that's beyond all of this or, you know, I'm, I'm a human with the ego. I have the same conditioning. I get it. 
as a fellow human, I get it. But, and I've talked about this before, it's really important. We, while we want to have compassion for ourselves and recognize the challenges in this work because of our conditioning, we want to make sure that we don't slip into going from compassion and understanding the mind and its challenges to fighting for it all. It's like, well, yeah, well, I have this uh, really bad conditioning and it's really hard and my ego mind's all fucked up and I hate it. It's like, no. And I always say this too. When I talk about the egoic, the human mind and its dysfunction, how it operates, this is not meant in a way to see it as an enemy or something with which you have this antagonistic relationship and you hate it and you blame it for all of your problems. It's just about being aware that this part of your mind has a very fucked up way of thinking that's at the root of all of your problems. But again, not in a mean, don't feel like you have to battle this part of yourselves or blame it or feel anger towards it. It's just recognizing that there's a part of my mind that's engaged in very problematic thinking. And this problematic thinking is at the root of all of my problems. But the great thing about this dilemma is there's a very easy solution in that if it's just my thinking is my only problem, my thinking's a choice. What I believe is a choice. So I can choose something new. And I might not choose every time. I have my triggers. I have my conditioning. I have certain subjects that are a bit more sensitive and sore. And I get a little more worked up about certain things. Or whether it's a world event or a particular thing with, you know, a lot of people with like LOA manifestation stuff. It's like there are certain areas of life where they're much more relaxed and it's, they're not as attached to certain results and it's easier to see changes, but then there's other areas where they're very, very attached and there's a lot of emotional shit there and it's, they're more like not as relaxed about the process. They're not as trusting that things can change. So I get all of that. I get that the, there's that, that thinking, but we can choose though, because again, spirit comes along or whatever word you like, like spirit is like, yeah, I have this other thought system that's really, really different from the thought system that you've been embracing. And a lot of these different ways of thinking might sound pretty radical to you. But if you're willing to consider these ideas, play around with them a bit, let them marinate a bit, be willing to consider maybe this is true, all of the problems you have now will go away. Because all your problems are coming from your thinking. And I'm giving you a new way of thinking that would allow the money to come in, that would allow for the relationship, that would allow for the healing, that would allow for the solution to come in, that would allow for you to heal your relationships, that would allow for you to become, make all these changes in your uh, being and behavior and tendencies that, you know, would, you, would leave you better off. I can do all of that for you because all of it's just your thinking, how you view the world, how you view yourself, how you view money, how you view relationships how you view uh, your childhood, how you view this challenging circumstance in your life, how you view politics, how you view the world, how you view the, your ex-husband, how you view this, how you view that, all of that. I can give you views, all of this problematic thinking. I can give you ways of looking at all of these things that would make you feel a lot better. I can give you a way of thinking where a lot of things you have in your life right now that you think are these big deal, these big problems, you... Can, wouldn't think of them as a problem anymore. You wouldn't even care. You wouldn't even give these things your attention. But it can feel hard to make that shift in thinking. And I get it. But that it's hard is not really a true valid reason in that it's not a literal barrier. It's not like it's literally impossible to do this because it's hard. 
that's not it. It's valid right in the sense of you can decide whatever you want and you could use whatever reasons you want for your own. And it's just you and your own mind so you can do whatever you want. But this idea that something is hard is some sort of literal obstacle. Like, well, it's impossible to do because it's hard. No, that's not true. It's still possible. It's just not easy. Because a lot of the things we need to do to make those shifts in thinking, we're not, like I said, we're not, if we're honest, we're not really willing to do them. Because one of the ways we have, we can make room for these new ways of thinking in our being is we have to deal with all the shitty feelings that our current thought system has created for us. Because that, like I've always said, those negative feelings are like a static, they're like an interference, they're like, ugh, right? It, we can't think clearly, we can't see clearly. It's like rain on the windshield, it distorts everything. And a lot of us are like, yeah, I don't want to deal with my feelings. Again, we can make whatever decision we want. We can decide, no, that's uncomfortable. I don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with all of that. But then it makes it hard because with all of that static, with all of that interference in our being, there's not really room for those ideas to, to be rooted more deeply. It's harder to internalize them because we're just so resistant that, again, that, that emotion, it's like a static, it's like an interference. It just locks us in more deeply to the ways of thinking that created those feelings. And all this other stuff is just maybe... It's on some very surface layer of our being where we might intellectually appreciate or understand these ideas, but it doesn't really go beyond that. An intellectual appreciation and understanding, while it's a great start, it's really not enough for those ideas to really inform our life. When we're just intellectually appreciating something or intellectually accepting or understanding, those ideas, they're not probably going to, that they're, it's not enough for those ideas to be the filter through which we view everything through which we make our decisions. It's just stuff that's kind of floating around in our mind that gets filed away as one of the many things we now know after walking this path and all these things we learned and we quote-unquote know. How many times do you hear something about a piece of advice you get for something and you're like, I already know that? Yeah, doesn't mean you're living it. Doesn't mean that you truly believe it or it's impacting you. That's one of my favorite things when I talk to people. Yeah, I know that. It's like... And I, I do it too. Yeah, I know that. But that doesn't, knowing something intellectually, it has to be internalized. We have to feel it on a feeling level to buy into it. It has to be something in our heart we, we believe. And it doesn't mean without a shred of doubt, like you have to believe this thing in every fiber of your being to change. Luckily, we don't have to make some perfect transformation to start living these sorts of teachings and, and moving through the world in this different way. We just have to have a little bit of a willingness. We have to let it sink in even just a little bit. And a lot of that requires us to act with a little trust and faith and acting from these ways when it's not fully comfortable yet. It won't feel totally aligned and natural. It'll feel a little icky and scary. And again, the mind will be like, that's uncomfortable. That's hard. I don't want to do it. We can do that. But we have to realize that if we're, if everything comes down to our thinking, and this whole journey is conscious choice. And we're not willing to change our thinking. We're not willing to make that choice. Every problem we have, it's going to be harder to solve because we're not really getting at the root of where it's coming from. We'll have to make, you know, when we make certain realizations about our life and certain things that we want to change or we realize uh, we kind of start figuring out why things, certain things in our life have been the way they've been our relationships, our finances, uh, our relationship with our body, 
all these our general just our general life and our general choices and why our life in general is the way it is there's probably you know for things to be different we're gonna have we're gonna have to be different we're going to have make make different choices and this sounds very obvious but again the mind is so resistant to anything uncomfortable it's so resistant to change that there's a part of us that's hoping that we can somehow dramatically change our lives and ourselves without actually having to do anything differently or think differently. And again, on the surface, it sounds like, well, no, because everything changing means change and things have to be different. But there's a, again, there's a part of our mind that's not really in our, uh, that's oper- we're not really conscious of a lot of times. That's like, yeah, we're kind of hoping that we can change without having to change. I can change my life without having to do anything differently. And it's not really possible in that if everything is our thinking, we'll have to make some, if we want to see dramatic changes in our life, we'll have to make some dramatic changes in our thinking because those dramatic changes in our thinking is what will be the catalyst for any dramatic actions we have, we may have to take or big decisions or difficult decisions. We're only really going to be able to make those, do those things if we embrace a frame of mind where even if those choices still feel difficult or scary, we know that it needs to be done and we'll do it. And whatever emotional fallout comes from that or whatever conflict may arise, we still might be a little scared about it. Or like, I don't know how this is going to be received. Or I don't know what's going to happen if I do this. But with that, when you're more, when you've more internalized that spirit thought system, that spirit mind way of thinking, you're able to withstand that discomfort much more. It's no longer something that's going to stand in your way of getting everything. It's not going to stand in the way of making these changes and making these choices and setting those boundaries and doing whatever it is you need to do. And like I said before, on the action end of it, when it comes to things you're saying, well, it's too hard or uncomfortable to do this or do that, just own it. And again, hopefully if it's something like a really big deal, hopefully at some point you'll, you know, you'll kind of develop some kind of exit strategy and figure it out and then take steps to to resolve it or to get out of the situation. But right now, again, that because when because a lot of us, because of the hard, the, it's hard, it's uncomfortable, it's scary. We are not doing a lot of things that we know we want to do. We're saying yes to a lot of things when we'd rather be saying no. We're saying no to a lot of things when we'd rather be saying yes. We have all these dynamics and all this tension from the relationships in our life and all these things, right? And it's all from like the the things I would need to do to resolve this or just seem so hard or seem so uncomfortable emotionally. Because it's all about feelings. It's all about a feeling. It's if we think something will make a bad feeling or a feeling we don't want to feel, we're like, no, I don't want to do that, right? Or it's, it's too hard. But like I said, that ownership is really, really important because a big part of the suffering is coming from, again, that layer of the tension, the resentment, the bitterness, feeling victimized, feeling forced, you know, like you're, you know, not a willing participant and everyone's, because of your culture or this thing or that thing, it's like, well, I'm forced to be this way. And if you truly believe that, that's okay. And if you truly believe, well, I can't do the things I want to do because it's wrong or it's bad or whatever, you can believe whatever you want. But again, just recognize that as much as you might believe there's only one way to look at something, other people would are making different choices than you. They don't believe the same things you believe. So you want to be willing to, no matter how much you believe your way is the only way, and there's only one belief, and there's not even a belief, it's like a, just a fact, you have to be willing to at least consider maybe that's not true. 
Even if it's a party who still really believes that there's only really one way to handle something or there's only one way to proceed in a situation or one thing, it ha this has to be this way. Even if it's just a little bit of you, it's like, I know maybe that's probably not true. You'll suffer a lot less because when you own that you're making choices that you, if you're honest, you don't want to make, you will suffer a lot less. And like I said, hopefully at some point you'll do something about it. But even if you never do, as long as you keep owning it, you know, you'll, you'll suffer a lot less because you won't feel like as much of a victim or like you're being forced to do something. Cause you're like, you know what, in this situation, doing what I really want to do, saying what I really want to say, at least the headspace I'm in right now, probably not going to happen. I'm just, I'm scared of what's going to happen. I'm scared of, of conflict or people saying mean things to me or being viewed a certain way or the, uh, my own doubts and fears will just be kicked up so intensely if I do this. I don't want to deal with any of that. Again, that's fine. But if you're owning that, I'm choosing not to do this thing I want to do. I'm choosing to do this thing I don't want to do or whatever it is. Just own it because that will take down the temperature a bit on all the emotional ickiness of it. And then in that space, that will put you in a better position to do the inner work that would hopefully lead to you making the choices that are more suited for you and doing the things that you know are better for you and making the decisions that you know will need to be made at some point, hopefully, eventually. So yeah, that your mind's most dangerous excuse is that it's too hard, it's too uncomfortable, and like I said, it's so dangerous because it's really effective. It's, a, it's an excuse where we really can get behind and we're like, you're right, because we think it being hard or uncomfortable the volume down on I don't know why that's the sound is still doing that maybe it's a separate setting but anyway right because it being hard or uncomfortable it's not a literal barrier it's like well like it's hard so I literally can't do this we could do it but if we don't want to that's okay well it's too hard to change my thinking it's too hard to believe things can be different because they've been this way for so long right that's egoic thinking and spirits like yeah what's happened up until now doesn't matter the only reason it's that way is because of your thinking and you, you're now in, in studying all these personal growth and spiritual things you're studying, you're being exposed to a completely different thought system, completely different interpretations, a completely different point of view. And in that interpretation, that a point of view, in that thought system, all the things you think matter don't matter. All the things you think are problems aren't problems. All the bad things you happen, do you think happened and this and that, the spirit would be like, yeah, they're not bad things because they were just opportunities for growth or whatever, right? So again, you're, you have a thought system that's challenging all of that. And we could say, well, it's too hard to try to think that way. Okay, fine. But it's, you can do it if you really wanted to. And it's a process. Like I said, it can be a process in that. Yeah, you have a lot of conditioning. We have our sensitive subjects. We have a lot of negative emotion, very intense emotion, and all these deep fears and guilt and anger and all this stuff pushed so far out of our awareness, we're not even conscious of it. And things will happen that'll bring it to the surface. And certain things will happen that'll really make you fearful or really it'll be much harder to apply these ideas to these certain aspects because, again, of certain conditioning or because they trigger very, very strong emotions and it feels harder. That's okay. That's everybody. You know, don't beat yourself up about that. But as hard, in, in those moments when it seems really hard, it's still possible. And as long as we're willing to acknowledge it's still possible for me to change my thinking, even if right now I'm not in that position, 
I'm not open right now in this thing. I'm not open to this point of view really very much. If I'm honest, I'm really resisting it. That's okay. That's something we, we usually have to go through, especially when we're going through very emotionally charged, seemingly tragic circumstances or something that's really, that we think is really, really bad. Yeah, that spirit point of view might not be the point of view we're grabbing onto immediately. That's probably not the filter through which we're viewing these things. We, must, we might be very much in egoic thinking. And part of, of reaching for the spirit way of thinking in a genuine way, where we're really internalizing it and looking at the situation through that filter. Like I said before, part of that is going to involve usually feeling the feelings of the thinking that's creating them. Like from the thought system created all these very intense emotions of fear, rage, anger, guilt, whatever it is. We're going to have to let ourselves feel it, clear that shit out, purge it a little bit. And then that new thought, that other thought system, we create a space for it to, to again, move from just intellectual, like, yeah, 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 to really internalizing it to where we actually start looking at our circumstances through that filter instead of the egoic filter. Because remember... As hard as it feels, we have to remember that it only feels so hard because we have all this conditioning that makes us think maybe those things are not true. I'm not really sure if that's true. There's a part of us that would be actually as welcome as those points of view seen. There's a part of us that's actually very scared if that stuff were to be true because it would just be such a drastically different world and such a drastically different life that again, as welcome as it would seem, it's terrifying. It's so, yeah, it's, it's a choice in that we have to, we, 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 but we have that choice available to us and we have to make it. I totally lost my train of thought there. <laughs> I feel like I might've been saying something and I totally just went off of it. I have those like brain freeze moments, but anyway, right? Yeah. So it can, it, we can remember it's not supposed to inherently be hard. That's what I was saying. Right. So inherently it's not supposed to be hard. It's just hard because this conditioning and these thought systems are so completely different. But again, remember, spirit, God, Jesus, universe, infinite mind, source, whatever you think of as that entity. It's kind of a, the straw that stirs the drink with all of this. They're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not making it hard because I think you have to earn it or like you have to prove you're worthy of it or because it's such the, the rewards are so magnificent and so substantial that you really have to like earn that shit. And really prove you want no spirits like it's yours for the taking any second i want to i want to give it all to you i want you to think with my mind i want i want all that for you and i don't want to make you i don't expect you to jump through any hoops to get any of that i'm not making this journey hard because you need to earn it it's like no right we have to realize it's only hard so we have to remember the it's all hard because we're making it hard with our conditioning and we have a choice whether, and again, like I said, it's always about choice. We can choose to try to break that conditioning and break down that conditioning and shed that conditioning. That's the beauty of all of this work. While it might not always seem easy, at the core, it's very simple. At the core, all we're being asked to do is choose between two different thought systems. Because if our thoughts are what create everything, if our no belief is neutral, no belief is, you know, if everything we believe is has an, an impact it affects our decisions and our actions and how we relate to other people all of that changing our thinking is really the only thing that is required of us to dramatically change our lives and all the action and the goal all of that all of that stuff works itself out and you in all of that will you'll figure out the action part of it and what it all looks like but at the core 
It's not an action-based process. You can't do it right or wrong. It's really about I'm being given a choice between two different thought systems. My core, my core job in this path, my, the only thing that I mainly need to concern myself with is which thought system am I choosing? Because that thought system I'm embracing is going to influence everything else I about this journey. It's going to influence my decisions, the things I say, how I relate to other people. It's everything. So it's really, you know, we have to remember that while it's not always easy, it's simple and that that's all that's being asked of us. Spirit's like, all I need for you is just to change your thinking. I need you to think, if you can think like I think, we can do beautiful, we can do a lot of cool shit together. If all that resistance that comes from the other belief system and resisting my help and resisting all of this, it's like, yeah, that makes my job a lot harder because I can't force you to change your mind. I can't force things on you. I can't help you manifest things that you actually don't want or you actually don't think you deserve or you feel very actually truly conflicted about, again, that you might not actually want. It's like, yeah, I can't, all of that stuff, I, I really can't do anything when all of that's very uh, dominant. But if you start thinking like me, even if just a little willingness, even just a little bit, we can do a lot of, what we can make beautiful music together. We can do a lot of cool stuff. So yeah, be careful of that very dangerous excuse because it's very effective. It's too hard. It's too uncomfortable. Like I said, oh, right, I always stress this because at the end of the day, we can do whatever we want, but we have to recognize that certain choices will come with emotional consequences of all of the anger, fear, all these shitty feelings we feel now. If it's all of that's coming from our thinking, if we don't change our thinking, these feelings can't really go away. We don't change our thinking because our thinking influences everything we do. It'll be harder to make the decisions and the changes we want to see in our life. It'll be hard to do all of that stuff if we're not changing our thinking because the thinking we have now is making us not do all of those things. And then it's so, yeah, we have to change our thinking. It's, it's very simple in that that's really the only thing being asked of you is I just need to change the way I think. And that, once you start doing that, all the other stuff starts falling into place. The actions, what choice do I make? What do I do? This block, all of that stuff you're worried about, all the, mainly the action part of it all and the choices and again, the action active things, all of that becomes very clear and it's not something you have to figure out anymore through this fog of anxiety and tension and, and impatience and whatever. It's just like, the thinking, will, you change your mind, you start to see things more, all of that starts to take care of itself. So yeah, that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Have a great day or night. Um, oh, another quick announcement I wanted to make, because I know not everyone that listens to my podcast might be on my list or my social media. A few months ago, I made some changes to my coaching, <clears throat> because now that I'm traveling again internationally more, with my schedule changing and not knowing where I'm going to be all the time or whatever... I thought it was a good idea for myself and for potential clients to be a little more flexible than my current, my previous offerings of just the six or 12 week packages. After doing a lot of the free sessions for quite a while, I really enjoyed connecting with more people. So I decided to offer single sessions, just one-off sessions for anybody that wants to do just one call. And as well as for my packages, allow people to choose a customized amount depending on what they think their needs are and depending on if my schedule, if I don't know where I'm going to be for the next 10 weeks or whatever, you know, just if I'm only know where I'm going to be the next six weeks, 
and someone would be like, yeah, let's just do six calls or whatever, right? So again, the with my traveling and my schedule being more unpredictable, my hours changing a lot and all of that, I just thought it was better to to do more flexibility with that. So yeah, so if that's something you're interested in learning more about, um, just head on over to my li uh, website, livelifemadetoorder.com, and you'll see on my coaching page all of that information. So yeah, that's it, guys. Um, again, hope you enjoyed it, and yeah, have a great day or night. Bye-bye.